Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. No medical exam or health questions will be asked. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Zone it goes. And shot by the Blue Jackets back in now. A shot scores! Cam Atkinson got a loose puck up on the right wing and broke in alone and beats Anderson. It's one to nothing. Aye. Game one to the Jackets. Cam Atkinson part of the game's only goal. Actually, there was an empty netter as well. Jonas Corpusala notched the 28 save shadow. Columbus blank Toronto 2 0 to grab the 1 0 series lead. It's time to break it all down. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 59, the fan in the Leafs Radio Network. Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick. Plenty ahead over the next hour. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. Potentially, we'll hear from some of the players involved in this game. And don't forget, we'll uh, start to tee up right away. Game two, which is slated for Tuesday afternoon here in the Maple Leafs down 1 0 in this series. Many thanks to Sam McKee, Josh Santos, and Andrew Holland for their hard work behind the scenes as well. But, Gord, uh, it's so unfortunate when you look at this hockey game because, again, uh, I thought the Maple Leafs played fine. They played the, a successful style, uh, but it was a bit of a stinker. Not even a bit of a stinker. It was a stinker that ultimately cost them this game. Yeah, it really was. I mean, there's um... – geez, I'm tired of making excuses, you know? I know. It was a bad thing. goal. It was a bad goal, Gord. Yeah. Well – it was it's a pretty good shot but it's it's it is a pretty good shot but it's not it kind of caught everybody by surprise cam atkinson's another guy coming back from injury we talked so yeah. much about you know seth jones uh oliver bjorkstrand and uh cam atkinson were three players injured in columbus at the time of the pause great saves though by freddie anderson great saves by jonas corpusallo it was weird because the second intermission nick you and i both felt the leaf said you know, kind of taking the flow a bit at the end of the second uh-huh. period, getting to their style of the game. And then that first shift was a monster shift in the third period. Geez, Muzzin had a shot that just need, could have been tipped in for a rebound, a couple more scoring chances. And on that play where they almost scored, uh, all of a sudden Cam Atkinson just looking kind of innocent, that innocent-looking shot goes in, and that's the only real goal. There's an empty netter, as you mentioned. And, uh, yeah. and at that point, you know, it really became more of a Columbus game again at that point. It was like it was like it was one nothing, but it seemed like it was it was five nothing. Don't get me wrong, the Leafs didn't quit or anything like that, but it just seemed the Columbus style really took over from that after that first minute. The Maple Leafs, by the way, Gord did not have a shot on goal in the last six twelve of this hockey game. To me, I, you know, I know people are riding already and saying, "Oh, here we go again." Folks, relax a bit. It's a five-game series. It's a five-game series for a reason. Columbus is a really good hockey team. They had the same amount of points as the Maple Leafs, 81 in the regular season. Um, You know, it's a game of adjustments, and that's something I'm looking forward to seeing, too, uh, in game two of this series. So while it wasn't uh, in, uh, you know, the script the Maple Leafs wanted in this game, Gorda, I'm curious to see sort of the adjustments by Sheldon Keefe going forward in this series. Yeah, I mean, things that jumped out at me, he didn't play four lines, but I, I really didn't fault that because the game dictated trying to get some offense going, trying to get some goals. Um, I, Mitch Marner's the one guy who uh, who has you to play tonight. Up. He played well, tonight. And, and he's been a guy, you know, as we've talked about Austin Matthews having his differences the last couple of years with Mike Babcock in the yeah. playoffs. Uh, Mitch Marner's been a pretty solid playoff guy. And tonight just uh, it, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. And, uh, you know, good good on the Columbus Blue Jackets for playing their style of hockey. But uh, I thought the Leafs better and better were getting some chances. 
Uh, boy, Nick Robertson could have could have opened the scoring in his first shift ever in a playoff game. So, I, I mean, to go back to what you said at the start, and we I do look forward to hearing from Sheldon Keith, but I, I I can't see him, you know, going and doing a ton of things. I mean, putting Pierre Engvall in is not going to be the uh, the be all and end all that way. It's uh, interesting how much I you know I wonder if Mike Babcock's looking and and saying, see, you know, you 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 play that kind of ice time and it doesn't necessarily uh, work out. You know, either, but Austin Matthews, 24 minutes, 38 seconds. And, uh, you know, I, I thought for he wasn't a monster because the Leafs didn't score a goal, but he was a real presence. He, he really was into the game. He was in the two ways, two way part of the game, a little physicality, you know, for a guy who was a lady being trophy nominee. And I, I thought he had a real solid game. I mean, there, there's a lot of positives to keep in perspective after this game. Number one, disappointing loss. Yes, so if you're just tuning in again, the Maple Leafs falling 2-0 here in Game 1 of their Stanley Cup qualifying series against the Columbus Blue Jackets scored to me, and you and I watch a lot of -of out-of-market hockey. Was that not a textbook game by the Columbus Blue Jackets? Like the exact, if they were to write a a book about it, if John Tortorella would have said early on, hey, this is a style I want to play, it's probably that game, is it not? That's a perfect game. It's the first ever it is. Shutout, shutout in playoff history for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Not that they've had a ton of What a debut games. for Corpus Allo. That was his first game, Gord, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah it was. And, and hey, hey, uh, you know, good on him how he played. And maybe he'll play that way the rest of the playoffs. If Freddie Anderson or Corpus Allo play that way, uh, they both played in this game, then that, that bodes well for either team. The goaltending was excellent on both sides. And, again, yeah. it's just that one that escaped Freddie. But there were some phenomenal, phenomenal point blank side, point blank saves uh, going both ways. Honestly, it was just really disappointing from that point of view that we had a nice goalie duel going. And to me, as you mentioned, to start the third period, the Leafs were starting to buzz Gord. They were really, really close. Uh, again, you got to tip your cap. I thought Jonas Corposalo was was very, very solid. We talked about it in the second intermission that. Um, when you go against a system like Columbus, you tend to overpass, and at times, Gord, it seemed like tr- Toronto was trying to pass the puck in the net. Did it not? Uh, I think you know that'll be a big difference for me. I think when you look at this team in the, in the second game of the series on Tuesday afternoon, I think you're going to see more shots directed at goal, regardless if they get blocked or not. Columbus is really good at that too. Well, Austin Matthews, am I reading it correctly? Eight shots on goal, eight or six, anyway. My eyes, but I eight shots on goal. You have great eyes, Catlin does. Mitch Marner, none. So, you know, that's exactly it. They got to keep that keep that influx going. It just seemed that, you know, Austin Matthews was the one guy. And, uh, again, good on Columbus being able to block the lanes and that. But they're going, yeah. they're going to have to figure a way just to get more at it. Because that's, that's the Leafs' style of play. That's when the Leafs were the most effective, when they were creating chances, moving the puck around, and uh, but not, not getting, well, I'll say, not getting enough at Corpus Allo. And, again, when the, when a goaltender's on, that's a tough thing. But a, when a goaltender's on as well, you can just try to come up with more and more shots and more and more scoring chances. I mean, that wasn't enough for the Pittsburgh Penguins either last night against uh, uh, against Carey Price. But getting shut out, man, I just I just didn't think the Leafs would. It's get classic shut out Maple Leafs scored. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know, and so if you if we would have predicted, if you would have said it's a two nothing game. Who who do you think won it? I would say Columbus. Columbus if you would have yeah. said that before the game, and if it was a six three game, and you said who do you think won it, I would have said Toronto. Gord, uh, by the way, we're going to call this the artificial walk to the subway because there's no crowd to actually walk to the subway. And uh, lucky for us tonight because uh, the Maple Leafs lose this game two nothing the final here. But again, I know there are individuals out there right now. Whether you're listening online, you're driving right now, disappointed, saddened. I get it. Don't get that way until the Leafs have lost twice in this series. But uh, 
I get it. I mean, the the sky is always falling every time there's a loss, but I, I have to caution. It's a long series. It's a shorter series than most series, of course. But again, there is some caution here. Uh, but bottom line, Gord, they got to find a way to do the Maple Leafs to win three or four now, which is, is really difficult against any team, never mind the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, and you said, what do you think Sheldon Keefe to, uh, will come up with in game two? And I, I, I'm more yeah. like, what, what, do you, what, what kind of Toronto Maple Leaf team will be there? What a, a strange time, four o'clock. Uh, on Tuesday, which matinee is, affair, you know, baby. Oh. Yeah, but even like a later matinee. But anyway, it is a matinee <laughs> affair, and uh, yeah, and, and then if you're down to nothing, I mean, there was some stat that they have not done best three out of fives for a long time in the NHL. Yeah. But if if you were down, if you were down to nothing, it's something like seventy three out of seventy five times the team that's up to nothing wins it. I mean, ironically, last year, the Leafs would have beat Boston best three out of five, wouldn't they? So, uh, you know, so you, so you never know what, uh, like, 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 yeah, like I said, you look ahead to Tuesday. Um, John Tortorello's got to be ecstatic how his team played. So, oh, yeah. you know, some, sometimes, uh, sometimes the Maple Leafs, you look at it and you go, hey, you know what, we didn't, we didn't play our best game and we really lost one nothing. I mean, two nothing, but we really lost one nothing. So in some ways you can use that as a positive and just say, if we play a little bit better, we'll start getting some goals and there's no way, uh, or or it's doubtful, a goaltender could be as flawless as Corpus Allo was tonight on many more occasions like that. So that's the way you got to go at it. By the way, the man I was showcasing on my playoff primers, Kevin Fiala, has the uh, opening goal here for Minnesota. It's one nothing. Uh, four minutes into their uh, Game 1 matchup with the Vancouver Canucks. We'll monitor that going forward again. Awaiting to hear from Sheldon Keefe. And uh, we're hoping to link up with uh, Chris Johnston of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, Hockey Night in Canada. Um, it's, it's, it's a fluid situation, of course, um, with everything happening right now and, um, you know, how they're handling the media now differently uh, at the arena. So uh, stand by for that. Uh, but I think in general, Gord, we, we would both preclude that uh, this is more a Columbus brand of hockey. I think the Maple Leafs have to find, you know, easier said than done, don't get me wrong, have to find a way to open things up a bit. And we did when we did see moments of that, it, it, it favors Toronto because I, I think it's all about the speed. And I, I think what, what really came to light in this game was how physical Columbus can be. And more so their forecheck, I thought, was really tenacious tonight, Gord. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's just a, a great Columbus effort. I I, yeah. I can remember, I think the second period started and then John Tavares taking the puck in the Columbus zone and it was like a one-on-five, right? All mm-hmm. the Columbus players were back there. Now, now the Leafs were changing, I think, as well, but just showing that they're all back there and have that defensive responsibility. I mean, what you, what you try to do as well is you do try to get um, the extra D in the play. Like Columbus does that quite well, Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski getting in the play. And in Toronto side, you know, Morgan Riley or someone else and, you know, Tyson Berry. And they were pretty good at doing that, but the, but it, it also was dangerous because Columbus really quickly starts to go the other way. But, you know, if you're trying to be a bit of a difference maker and create things and try to make things more happen offensively, that could be the fourth guy coming late or some other variable like that to figure out that what tonight was a pretty impenetrable uh, Columbus Blue Jacket D. You know, one thing I, I would be interested in seeing and curious if they do do it is shuffling the lines and maybe inserting some youthful enthusiasm and Nick Robertson in the top six. Do you think they visit that? Boy, I, I, I wouldn't do that right now. I wouldn't not do that yet, right now. Not yet, but I mean, if, no, if game but, two um, starts the same way and you're not generating Gord, you got to figure it out quickly, do you not? Yeah, game two, he'll have to look at it that way. And, and again, a little thing, as much as I like the extra ice time Austin Matthews in particular got, I, mm-hmm. you know, uh, John Torrella used his fourth line just under 10 minutes. Uh, Spets and company didn't play four minutes. So, 
you did see in the third period, guys were a little bit tired on the Toronto side. You know, when you've got to also Nick, like there were hardly any whistles. I don't, I don't know how much that had to do with the crowd or whatever. That was a very fast game, very few whistles. So I think at the end, you, you got you, you you got pretty pretty fatigued, and and also you really hadn't played a real NHL game. All you've played is one exhibition game. You really haven't played a real NHL game in almost five months. Yep, and uh, bottom line, I think um, Leafs fans in general just stay off Twitter tonight because there's a lot of trolling happening, and I, who is probably the king of trolling, knows all about that. But a uh, tough first one for the Maple Leafs. They fall 2-0 here to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just getting started to break down uh, the fallout here of Game 1 and this loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Again, Jonas Corposalo, a 28-save shutout, excuse me. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, hopefully, uh, potentially Chris Johnson. We'll try to hear from some of the players as well as we roll on here. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along on Twitter. And you're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame here on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. It is Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. A 2-0 shutout loss here in Game 1 against the Columbus Blue Jackets for your Maple Leafs. A 28-save shutout for Jonas Corposalo, who, by the way, was making his uh, playoff debut. Just a dazzling performance, and I know um, there is no excuse in the world to describe this and break it down from a Maple Leafs perspective because, again, you look at this roster, what they've constructed, it's time to win. Uh, but Columbus played their, their game to a T. Did they not, Gord Stellar? Yeah, uh, it's, um, I think of uh, the late Dennis Green, the NFL coach. Remember he said, was it the Bears were who we, who, the Bears were who we thought they'd be, right? Yeah. Remember, and he, gets, he, goes, he starts railing on, on a post-game tre- press conference, I don't, I don't think Sheldon Keefe will quite follow that, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's just it. Like, well, you know, it's it, it's kind of it's kind of quick, and you get to the point. You know, there's there's really not a lot of things to drag out and and overanalyze. We're talking about, uh, uh, you, you look back, there were just some glorious, glorious scoring chances both ways. We revisit Nick Robertson, great first shift, and all in all, solid play. But he could have scored. He had a great chance on his first shift ever uh, in an NHL game, which was an NHL playoff game. And you know, the, with the with the Leafs, there there were some loosey goosey parts, and uh, as far as the D went at times, and it's a a D that the uh, like the Boone Jenners of the world and the Felinos of the world go hard on. I mean, they hit and uh, they try to make you cough up the puck and uh, and all that. And uh, uh, but I, I I don't think there were any gaps that way. The the lead, I thought, yeah, I thought everyone was I thought everyone was pretty solid. But then saying that, you still didn't score any goals and uh, and you lost the game. Well, uh, in terms of special teams, Gordon, we talked about that going into this series. Just three power plays, two power plays for Columbus. Uh, you could probably take a guess who took both penalties for the Maple Leafs. Cody Ceci, I think, had his issues defensively again in this game. It's susceptible to uh, penalties. I mean, with foot speed, it happened in this game. Toronto got a power play, um, but uh, it, nothing was going uh, for Toronto offensively. And again, um, the lone goal that was actually scored on a netminder, um, it was weak. It was soft. And it was disappointing, again, because Freddie Anderson, I thought, aside from that, was really, really solid in this game. Landed him a third star, 33 saves. Uh, Cam Atkinson, one and one, second star. And Jonas Corposalo, the 28-save shutout, gets the uh, first star in this hockey game. It's time for our Performer of the Game, brought to you by Dairy Farmers of Ontario and the high-quality milk that's where, when you're working out, eating and up, powering up, or kicking back. What can't milk do? 
Into the zone it goes. And shot by the Blue Jackets. Back in now. A shot scores! Cam Atkinson got a loose puck up on the right wing and broke in alone and beats Anderson. It's one to nothing. That is our performer of the game brought to you by Dairy Farmers of Ontario and high quality Ontario milk. It is very difficult when the Maple Leafs do not score a goal to A, find a clip and be awarded to somebody not on the Maple Leafs. Um, so it was easier that way. Cam Atkinson, I thought, was really good in this game, one and one. And uh, we both agree, Gord, the best Maple Leaf in this game, probably Austin Matthews, right? Yeah, Austin. Well, again, he didn't get a goal, but yes, yes yeah. he's, he's the best Leaf. Usually when Austin Matthews is the best Leaf, when you're talking about a guy that was one goal shy of the Rocket Richard Trophy that would have mm-hmm. scored 50 this year, he usually has a goal or two. Freddie Anderson still played really solid. Yeah. And on the Columbus side, I mean, you look at it, it's uh, uh, over 26 minutes of ice time for Seth Jones, over 25 minutes for Zach Horensky. So, I mean, it's it's like... It's like the best player. Well, some of the best players were the best players tonight. They're two stud D, and then Austin Matthews, and again, you know, Freddie from one that I, I, I I'm not going to call it a soft goal because it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good shot, shot, but it was just kind of a, uh, a unfortunate, surprising goal given the nature of the goaltending and the closest. It's got to be stopped, Gord. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, but Cam Atkinson again, one of those quieter ones coming back from injuries. That's the key for. Every team, whether it's Tarasenko in St. Louis, Jake Ensel in Pittsburgh, and you know, so on and so on. And for the Maple Leafs, they really—I mean, Ilya Mikhaev is the one guy they get back, and I think getting a healthy Morgan Riley. I've just liked the way he's played that exhibition game and the way he played tonight. And obviously, you know, he's a guy that was pretty well laboring with something all season. But no team is uh, blessed more than Columbus in, in getting some guys who were right out of it during the pause back completely healthy. And Cam, Cam Atkinson's been a leaf killer too. He's been a he's been a lot of killer he's been a surprising annoying little guy that can really score well it's because everybody sleeps on Columbus they slept on Columbus coming into this series they were slept on last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning they love that role of sleeper and again it works to perfection in this game a 2-0 win Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic breaking it up breaking it down here in game one between the Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets again we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe uh, we'll try to go inside the locker room and hear from some of the players as well and of course Chris Johnston still upcoming but um, the Maple Leafs offense not igniting in this game, Gord. If you were to tell me coming into this one, I knew Columbus would play uh, very tight-lipped, but for Toronto not to score a goal in the first game um, in 145 days, I, I would have been shocked. But then I did look back, and Gord, it was that terrible road trip which had you and I both pulling our hair out, that that one nothing shootout loss to L.A. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we both have good heads of hair. But, yeah. uh, it's uh, again, you know, we go back to the pause – and uh, and you know you wonder what you count or don't count because it's it's so many months later and they had a nice win over the Tampa Bay Lightning and just when the pause happened the night before one reason it was needed is what you talk about we'd stay up late we watched that three game very disappointing road trip yeah. in California and the, and the story uh, and then just the story of the Toronto Maple Police all season long it had been can they ever just get going can they ever really get going like you know when they had to fire Mike Babcock. They dug themselves out of a big, big hole. Now, the way things turned out, they would have been one of the 24 teams. Who, 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 knows, who knew the playoffs would have been expanded? But they had a good chance of getting in as one of the 16, and that was a deep hole they dug themselves out of. But then they had a terrible effort, you know, one night against what, Chicago, one night against Florida, like whatever it may be. And, and that California trip, to your point, uh, the best thing that had come into play was Jack Campbell solving their backup goaltending situation. But uh, 
they again had played uninspired hockey just when you expected them to play inspired hockey. Gord, I believe we're uh, now going to the Zoom podium for the first time, I think, in our illustrious careers covering the Toronto Maple Leafs. We hear now from uh, Austin Matthews, and after that, I guess in the same podium, it's Morgan Riley. Uh, for both you guys, uh, what happened to you offensively tonight? What do you have to do in Game 2? Um, I don't know. I think we got to look at it. I think that there were chances that we generated, obviously not capitalizing on any, but um, I think that there are good things that we have to look at and you know areas that we have to improve on, and we'll do that tomorrow practice. Uh, Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun for Austin. Uh, it's one thing to hear about how tight they play and to even watch the films of how tight they play. What was it like to experience it? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, it's unfortunate that I'm getting a question from you at this point, Steve, but I just wanted to say I didn't really appreciate the article you wrote about me a couple months ago, I thought. Um, you know, it was a bit unethical, to be honest, um, but moving along, I thought, um, you know, they obviously play a really structured, uh, structured defense, and uh, they make it hard on you on the inside, and I think we just got to do a better job of maybe shooting more pots and have guys coming down on it. Austin, a question from Chris Johnson, uh, Sportsnet. I'm just wondering, did, was there anything that uh, surprised you that they did, or was it kind of uh, what you guys were expecting? I don't think anything really surprised us. I think, um, you know, they play a pretty straightforward game, and uh, you know what you're going to expect every night. They're going to they're going to compete. They're going to play physical. Um, I thought we did some good things. I think there's some things that we can obviously clean up, but um, you know, obviously we got to create uh, more offense, get guys more on the inside, and uh, capitalize on some opportunities along with some good saves as well. It's Jonas Siegel, the Athletic. Austin, what's it like to face somebody as big and and who can move like Seth Jones, shift after shift? Yeah, they're good players. Um, you know, they're good on both sides of the puck, so you got to be aware when they're out there, and obviously. Uh, you know, I'll try to, uh, you know, be strong down low, physical uh, on the offensive side as well as the defensive side. Bruce Arthur, Toronto Stars, once for Morgan. You guys all season tried to figure out how to play these games. I know this was something that Sheldon talked about, how to stay patient in these games, these low event games. Is there anything coming out of this game that you've learned about playing Columbus and that you can apply going forward? Uh, yeah, I think that there will be. I think that's the type of game that we expected. Uh, I mean, we talked about it all year long. We talked about it uh, prior to this series. So I'd expect more of these games moving forward. And I would also expect for us to be able to handle them better. And uh, I mean, that being said, I think that we were prepared. And um, I mean, it went back and forth a little bit. So I don't think it's clear cut one way or another. But I think moving forward, we have to be more prepared for it. Love it. A dual podium there via Zoom. Austin Matthews and uh, Morgan Riley, and let's talk about being unethical. No, we're not going to, but uh, Austin Matthews not pleased, uh, clearly. But the Maple Leafs falling here 2 nothing. Gord, your thoughts on what was said there? Yeah, and, and first of all, just to be clear, it's, it's Austin, and it's good people say things publicly, so he just wasn't happy about an article Steve Simmons wrote. I'm sure it's about yep. him being uh, testing positive for COVID way back when, which later... Austin Matthews came out and confirmed. So, but then yep. he said, and, and then he said, and moving along and went to it. And, and really these are two of the leaders. This is the leadership group for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they're just saying, we got to work at it in practice and we got to come out next time. They're not making any excuses. And uh, let's see what they can, let's see what they can do on the ice. They'll get a practice tomorrow. And then uh, Tuesday at the weird time of 4 PM, uh, the puck will drop for game number two. Yep, they got to regroup, uh, do the Maple Leafs, no doubt in this one, as we bring in uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, what did you think of uh, this one, this 2 nothing loss tonight against Columbus in Game 1? Well, exactly what the Blue Jackets uh, would want to do in, in a game. Uh, you know, certainly 
to, to play it as tight as it was, you know, the, the longer that went on, I think played into their favor. Uh, you know, I thought it was a, a close game that really could have went either way. And, and, you know, Anderson uh, misread that, that one shot and the Leafs weren't able to, to break through, but uh, it's kind of a lot of what we expected. And uh, entering the series just with such a obvious style mismatch between the way these two teams play things out. And, and so it'll be interesting to see, you know, maybe what changes the Leafs make or what adjustments they make, because, you know, clearly this, this didn't play into, um, you know, the way that they would want to go, the, you know, didn't, didn't accentuate the areas where maybe they have uh, an, an edge in, in terms of the way their rosters are constructed. Yeah. And, and, but then, you know, you think about it for game number two, first of all, I loved the amount of ice time Austin Matthews got because I was among those complaining. He wasn't getting it in other playoffs, but when you don't play your fourth line, then you, and particularly the game was so fast. Like you, you must've got pretty exhausted out there and, Really, aside from Austin, like no nobody else could really get chances. You know, Tavares, Nylander, not so much. And boy, Mitch Marner, really no shots on goal. That that was not a great Mitch Marner game. It was not. You know, I, I thought his line actually did. A, you know, had a, a few moments early. You know, McKayev had uh, a couple chances, and 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 you know the the Tavares line. But then the, you know they didn't really it didn't generate much from there. You know, similarly, actually the the third line. Uh, with Kerfoot and, and Robertson and, and Kapanen had, uh, you know, a pretty good first period, I thought, and, and, you know, maybe got a little bit lost in the rotation with, with how much the, the other two lines were playing uh, ahead of them uh, because they weren't able to continue that. And, you know, let's face it, it's just a, it's a very stout challenge against the, the Blue Jackets. They're, they're the best team in the league at limiting rush chances against uh, in the regular season. And we saw that tonight. I mean, that that's an area where the Leafs get a lot of their goals is, is in transition, forcing uh, turnovers and capitalizing on those mistakes. It, it didn't really have a lot of looks in that regard here. And, and you know, they, they weren't able to get the puck to the middle of the ice too often. I mean, I, ironically, one of the times they did, it was on the guy's stick you'd want if you were, you know, drawing it up in, in Sheldon Keefe's office. And, you know, Matthews was robbed by that great glove save by uh, Corpus Allo and you know, got a standing ovation from his own bench there. But, uh you know, I, I I saw a lot of people hating on the game on Twitter, I mean, maybe it's because I haven't watched too much of this in, in a while, and or because I was in the building, and, and you get a different feel for it. But I was I was pleasantly surprised at the intensity in the game, how tight that was. I mean, that felt like the playoffs to me. And I know uh, we all love six five hockey at at times, but let's face it, you know, this is the, the kind of game that you got to win usually to to go on, or you, you have to be able to play this type of hockey rather. Um, to have a long playoff run. And, and, you know, I actually thought the Leafs as a whole acquitted themselves quite well, but, you know, it's obviously an empty feeling in a very short series to go home uh, down one nothing now. Yeah, I echo your sentiments and uh, minimal time and space, but I honestly felt like it was a masterpiece of a performance by Columbus. Sometimes you just got to tip your cap and move forward to game two. And, and with that, and we are conversing here with Chris Johnson, would you make any lineup lineup changes for game two, CJ? Maybe a little early for me to say. I mean, nothing jumps yeah. to mind. Um, you know, I haven't even had a chance to, to see a game sheet because we don't get them nowadays in, in uh, yeah. the COVID world. So, I don't, you know, <laughs> I have to look a little closer at the, the ice time breakdown and things like that. But, um, you know, certainly you'd like to be in a position to play the fourth line more, but, you know, there's only so much ice time out there. And, and you know, I think we all understand the logic behind playing Matthews as much as he did. You know, it's a very tough matchup. I mean, jones Orensky is is a great pairing uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois probably doesn't get a ton of attention, uh, you know, but but he's a, a great centerman for for the Blue Jackets, and so 
you know, it's it's not going to be easy to break through against those guys. And, and, you know, I don't think the possession battle was in Matthews' favor tonight, but I thought individually he, he certainly had some strong moments and, and looked like uh, he was capable of, of finding, you know, an opening seam. And, and you know, obviously he doesn't need many looks to, to score goals at the rate he's done so far in his NHL career. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see maybe if, if there's ways to, um, you know, get him on the ice a little bit more. Uh, you know, it, we haven't really seen – uh, Sheldon Keith in his time as a Leafs coach, I mean, he's, he's largely been content, you know, to, to roll his bench. I don't mean that he just, you know, pull, you know, one line after the other through one through four, but but he he doesn't seem to be someone who chases specific matchups too much. But you know, maybe in a, in a playoff series that changes here, and and you know, he can can do some things to find uh, 34 uh, some time away from Renski and Jones because you know I think that goals are going to be few and far between, especially if there's this few power plays in in these games and. Uh, pretty crazy to think I've, I've never covered a best of five in my life. So, you know, there's not that, there's not much r- runway here considering that the next game is less than 48 hours away on Tuesday afternoon. Well, regardless of the result, it's so fun to be talking hockey with, with you once again, CJ, thanks so much for this. Appreciate it. All right, boys. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. There's a uh, Chris Johnson, a sportsnet, sportsnet.ca and hockey net in Canada, breaking down a, a two, nothing loss here for the Maple Leafs against Columbus in game one of their Stanley Cup qualifier series, Gord. But uh, I think CJ nailed it. Quite frankly, I, I look at this game, I, I wasn't disgusted by the play of the Maple Leafs. Ultimately, what cost them was a, a weak goal, an unfortunate goal, because, again, Freddie Anderson was not an issue. I loved his rebound control in this game. I, I thought he was spot on aside from the backbreaker, and it's unfortunate that was the only goal. you got to score goals. I don't care. That's the, the magic ingredient to win games in, in hockey is to score goals. So, um, you lose as a team, win as a team. That's the way I see it. Yeah, and that's why in you know Freddie's case, just a, a, a great game of goal. Say, but you don't expect the one that you should have got to come back and bite you in the ass, okay? So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You don't score any. We mentioned it's the first ever shutout the Columbus Blue Jackets have had in their franchise history. And, uh, hey, best three out of five. Goaltenders can make the difference in a four out of seven, but they really can in a three out of five. And we, we certainly have seen that with Carey Price. We saw that today in uh, in Arizona as well. And in this case, if Jonas Corpusola is going to give them that kind of goaltender, you're you're in tough. You're you, you you're you're in tough if he's going to, regardless if you get your offense going or not. So I I liked hearing from Riley and Matthews. They're not rookies anymore in the playoffs. They're anything but. They're rookies as a team, not having won a playoff series. They've won before in other places. So, you know, let, let's see. And maybe it's Morgan Roddy coming late, getting more in the offense. You know, maybe it's a whole bunch of things like that. But, again, you keep going back to tipping your cap, and you're right about it. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like the Leafs didn't, weren't intense. It's not like they didn't compete. Uh, you, you can't say anything. There was, there was no quit. There was no mental part about it. They were, they were focused. And maybe next uh, maybe they can just be just as focused, and it just ends up channeling things in a more positive direction on Tuesday afternoon. You're right. No moral victories. Uh, we need to see a response from the Maple Leafs coming up on Tuesday afternoon. Note the start time, 4 p.m. for that game. And of course, we'll have Leafs Nation post game for that one. Already can't wait to see the response if there is one from this Maple Leafs team following this 2 nothing loss here in game one against the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter still to come. We hope to hear from Sheldon Keefe. Uh, we'll bounce around the league a bit, a couple other games in the Stanley Cup qualifying action on this Sunday. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, the fan in the Leafs radio network. As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake doctor's orders. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand.
Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. It is Leafs Nation postgame here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Here we go again. Uh, an opening loss for the Maple Leafs here in Stanley Cup qualifying action. 2-0 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Note that the Maple Leafs have home ice, if you will, in this series. They were the home squad tonight. They'll be the home squad coming up on Tuesday night uh, before game three and four, if necessary, I should say. Um, heads off to Columbus being the home side. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. But out of sight, out of mind, Gord, I think has to be the... Uh, the ideology for the Maple Leafs get back to practice and get set for game two here. Kind of weird. You're going to walk about 20 yards to your collective. I know it's change rooms <laughs> as a team. And they, uh, they're walking and there's an underground tunnel that you basically walk across to what's the Royal York. So, um, yeah, that's really, you know, it, it, that's really what it comes down to. That's really what it comes down to. And, uh, uh, I said, just as far as the Ford dealers keys to victory and just about, the fact that, you know, unleash the hounds and the hounds are those big guns and uh, they're big guns. You don't mean Marincin? Uh, no, no, Marty Marincin. No, no, we're going to leave everybody <laughs> else, everybody alone. But just and they know it, you know, that that's what yeah. they get the big money for. And that's what they've, you know, d- deservedly got it for. Gone, put some offense on some exciting ways. And you got to find a way now to transcend that and, and make it happen in the playoffs. Marner's done that before, and Matthews to a limited degree as well, uh, but they they haven't matched their regular season success in the playoffs, and this is another opportunity. Brought to you by my condo kitchen setup. Let's go back to the Zoom podium. Here's the head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Lance Hormuth in Toronto Sun. Uh, Sheldon, how concerned uh, were you about your offense tonight or just a case of Columbus doing what it does best? Well, I think it's both. I mean, obviously, they... they did what they do best and what we were prepared for. We knew it was going to be difficult. Uh, now we're out on the ice and you feel it. So, I mean, obviously we didn't get one to, to fall for us here today. I thought we did have some chances to get, obviously, more than what we got on the scoreboard, but uh, it didn't fall in for us. It fell in for them, and that's the difference. Uh, Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Uh, Shel- how difficult is it when you're – you're putting Austin out there as much as possible and they're matching with Jones as much as possible. And there you have, you know, two of really the great players in the NHL going up against each other. Well, it's a tough matchup. I mean, we can't forget Wierenski in that equation uh, also because, you know, he's, he's a great player and, and the forwards, I mean, they, they play as a group of five. So no matter who's on the ice, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. This is all stuff that we were prepared for coming in. As I said, now we're on the ice and you feel it. Um, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't generate as much as I wish we could have. Uh, at the same time, as I said, it's 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 a very tight hockey game out there. One falls in for them early in the in the third period after we had what I thought was a pretty dominant start to the third, and, and thought we were going to be rolling pretty good, and then all of a sudden you're down, and then changes the changes the nature of the game from there. But uh, you know, obviously, we got to find a way to score. Sheldon, Bruce Arthur, Toronto Star. This uh, this obviously was the team you expected, the game you expected. Is there anything about this game that makes you worry about the way your team matches up with Columbus going forward? Or could you see places where the Leafs can become a, a kind of a better, can handle this matchup better, I guess? Well, I think there's there's going to be ways, you know, we'll, we'll look closer at it and we'll find ways that, 
you know, that we can capitalize a little bit more on some of our opportunities and, and generate a little bit more. As I said, it's a very tight game. It's a good hockey team. I mean, you know, they're, it's two tight teams uh, or two teams that were tight together in the standings, two teams that uh, are very competitive. I thought we played a good enough game to win today, but obviously you can't win when you don't score. Um, so we got to work with that, but there's a lot of things that we did do well in the game here today that gave us a chance going into third period to win the hockey game. Uh, we're going to have to regroup here, obviously, and, and push back and get one to go our way next time. Hey, Sheldon, it's Chris Johnson from Sportsnet. Uh, I'm just wondering what uh, your thoughts were on Freddie's performance. Uh, made some big saves, but uh, he wasn't happy with the goal that beat him. Yeah, I thought he did make some big saves for sure. Uh, you know, there was a few times they got some really qual- real quality looks. He was very good on those. And there was, you know, some perimeter chances down the wing and stuff like that, that he did a really good job of holding his ground on. Obviously, he misread the, the one in the third there that got by him. But, you know, he, he kept them to one goal. He, he, as far as I'm concerned, did his job. We've got to find a way to give him some help. Hey, Sheldon, Justin Cuthbert, Yahoo Sports. Uh, it seemed Mitch Marner and John Tavares had trouble getting going tonight. What challenges did you see uh, in front of them? And I guess what needs to happen for them to get going uh, in the rest of the series? Yeah, well, I mean, I thought they had a pretty good first period, actually. They had some pretty good offensive zone shifts and were around the net a little bit. Uh, they didn't get a chance to really build upon that. So I'll have to look at it a little bit closer. Obviously, that's another part of it is they've got a tough matchup there too, right? I mean, Gavrikov and Savard are, are, are tough defenders, uh, just the same as we've already talked about the other two. So that's a tough, uh, tough matchup for them. Uh, but we need to, we need to get a little bit more from them, but we need more from any, everybody. Obviously we didn't get anything from anyone today. We only generated one power play. Uh, so all those types of things, you know, make it, make it harder than it needs to be. But uh, we, expected it to be hard we expect it to be uncomfortable to say i thought this one today could have gone either way it didn't go our way so we got to regroup here and find a way to be better next time out uh Sheldon, just a, a couple of words if you could on your third and fourth lines start with uh with nick robertson what you thought of uh, a teenager playing in his first game tonight and then also your decision that really kind of limit the gochay line i guess obviously looking for offense there yeah, first I thought, uh, you know, I thought Robbie had some good moments in the game. Uh, in fact, he had a, a great look early in the hockey game. Just uh, just got the toe of the, of the goaltender there. And obviously that was a big moment that uh, could have put us in a real good, real good spot. But it was good to see him get into that position to be available to get the shot. Uh, otherwise, I thought he was, you know, he was good in a game that was difficult to play. Um, that would be by far the hardest game he's ever played in, I would, I would imagine. And uh, he's going to have to continue to find his way through that. Uh, I thought that uh, Kerfoot Cappy, though, again, I thought, I thought those guys had, had legs and they were on the puck and they gave us some pretty good shifts uh, as a line. As for our fourth line, I thought they had a real tough start to the game. Uh, some long sequences in our own zone, which is not what you want uh, out of your fourth line. So it made it difficult to really find any sort of rhythm with them. And then, of course, once we're down early in the third period, uh, it becomes even harder. Those, of course, the sentiments of the head coach of the Maple Leaf, Sheldon Keefe, following this uh, 2-0 shutout loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets in Game 1. What did you think of what Coach Keefe had to say, Gordo? Uh, Pretty well what we expected and making it clear that they're not – no, they're not surprised by this. They're prepared. They understand how Columbus plays. The Leafs just didn't execute 
quite how he hoped they would or they would have. Interesting, the fourth line. I guess he very quickly, the first, I, I, I thought they kind of got mixed up a little bit. You remember there was an icing and he put back the, the Matthews line and, you know, whatever. So I, I didn't think they got a clean start as if you wanted to go through the rotation twice. But he obviously read something very quickly that he just wasn't big on how the fourth line started. So they basically, that was about it. It was, and uh, the Maple Leafs look forward now to Tuesday afternoon, a 4 p.m. Eastern start time for Game 2 and try to even things up down one nothing in this series after this 2 nothing Shutout loss to Columbus is Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. We'll wrap things up after this here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. No medical exam or health questions will be asked. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. All right, time to wrap things up here on Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Leafs radio network. Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick breaking down this 2 0 game one loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Send us your thoughts on this one. They're probably not a good one. Uh, at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick on Twitter. But Gord, we look forward to. Tuesday afternoon and game number two of this series. But why don't we have a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, if you will, although a couple of the games are in town, as we know, uh, happening right now. Of course, Minnesota and the Vancouver Canucks. Minnesota up one nothing in that game after 20. Uh, the rest are finals. And how about Arizona? Back in the postseason, first time in a while. And uh, former Maple Leaf Steve Sullivan, first game as GM, and he gets a win in a playoff game. 4-3 the final against Nashville. Yeah, a nice one. They didn't look good in their exhibition game where Nashville did, so it just shows about putting coming forward uh, mm-hmm. when when need be. So uh, Steve Sullivan, a quality guy, and um, yeah, that's the challenge for the Nashville Predators. I mean, this is a team that made trades to try to win the whole thing after being in the final the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, they got the work just like the Pittsburgh Penguins and the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Now the Toronto Maple Leafs have their work cut out for them. Meantime, uh, two round-robin games, the Philadelphia Flyers disposing of the Boston Bruins 4-1. That was the first Eastern Conference round-robin game in the Western Conference. Dramatics, to say the least. Point one remaining after Colorado tied the game in the third period and a goal from Ryan Graves, who was a plus 40, led the NHL in the regular season. It was who else on the power play, but Nazem Kadri with point one on the clock and a 2-1 come-from-behind win for Colorado against St. Louis. St. Louis scored. Should they start the parade in Denver? Uh, they, well, I think they have a good chance of having the parade in Denver, <laughs> but true. not based on this game. But Without uh, a crowd, though. Yeah, with good on Nazem Kadri, and it just shows, uh, you know, Kerfoot had the strong exhibition game, but Tyson Berry and Alexander Kerfoot, I mean, this would be uh, a great chance to get your season going with a strong playoff starting on Tuesday. No doubt about that, Gordon. Uh, we'll look forward now till uh, Tuesday afternoon. Um, you know, you hate to use cliches this time of year, and this time of year I mean playoff time, but uh, the Leafs uh, better not lose game two, I'll say that. <laughs> well, they better not lose the third game, but yeah, I, yes. I, I think I think you're you right know what about I mean, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, again, I go way back, Wendell Clark's rookie year, and uh, th- that was the last year of the best three out of five, and, and uh, I was with the Leafs then, and the, we upset Chicago, uh, three games straight, and we got momentum there. It's just a funny thing in game number one, and never and never 
gave it back, you know, and that's what you have to watch out. You just get momentum and you get three strong games. And last year, Columbus did that to Tampa Bay. And here, you know, you know, it was four out of seven last year. Here, that's the same kind of thing. That's the one thing Leafs have to make sure starting 4 p.m. that they don't allow the continuation of the Columbus style of hockey to dominate the play. And again, I think when you look at Jonas Corposalo, Gord, I'll be the first to admit, hey, hats off. You were excellent in your debut. But Gord, this is not Patrick Watt. It's not Marty Berdeur. There are ways to beat Jonas Corposalo. And the longer the Leafs don't score a goal, the more confidence this guy gets in between the pipes. That's got to be the key for me here in game two is get some traffic and, and make life a bit difficult for Corposalo. I thought the Maple Leafs left him off the hook a bit in this game. Yeah, there is always that Montreal version of Yaroslav Halak, which maybe is as mm. good as I can remember. But uh, And Chris Johnston mentioned, and you mentioned it, that, uh, of course, social media, this game's getting uh, pummeled quite a bit. And I, I don't yeah. see it as that kind of game at all. I, I, and that's where there's positives about social media, but also it's a place to rant and a place to vent. But that's not accurate about how the game and the effort went by the Toronto Maple Police tonight. No doubt about that. So we look forward again to... Uh... Tuesday afternoon and uh, on Tuesday night, Gord, we'll have Leafs Nation post game for that one. Can't wait already. And I'm just very curious to see the response from this Maple Leafs team. Because again, we, we've been through this time and time again. I don't care who the opponent is. Used to be Boston. It was Washington a couple years back. But now the pressure is on. And it starts, it starts to mount a bit more here, considering, again, it's a five-game series in unprecedented, uncharted waters. But the Maple Leafs offense, um, they haven't been held quiet for multiple games in a while. So that's the one thing I look forward to is igniting the offense it's out here. Yeah. Well, even that Washington series, Leafs ended up yeah. being up two games to one after three, and it went six. And the other two went seven games. So the Leafs fought to the bitter end. They were disappointing losses. Uh, here's a test now to make sure it doesn't end quickly and ugly. Well, there you have it. Gord Stelic will be back on Tuesday night for Leafs Nation postgame. Many thanks to Sam McKee, Josh Santos, Andrew Holland, and Chris Johnson. The Maple Leafs falling 2-0 here in Game 1 against Columbus. We'll talk on Tuesday night. Take care.